said it. You just have to believe it. And that's it. Dr. Anthony L. Trice, dedicated to sound teaching, strong training, leadership, and development. Prayers are being answered and testimonies all around the world. Helping change one life at a time. Find out how to be a partner with Anthony Trice Ministerial Network. And thank you for tuning in for today's message. The Bible says we such sacrifices. God is well pleased. Well pleased is God is when we are willing to make a sacrifice. Glory to God. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Put your money. Where your mouth is. A lot of folk talk, but they midgets and they give it. All right. <laughs> Lord help us today. All right. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 16 read. I'm reading out here. Mr. Carlos read that for me. <laughs> a man's gift making room for him. The Bible says that a man's gift, and he's not talking about your prophesying. He's not talking about your preaching. He's not talking about your laying on the hands. He's not talking about discernment. He's not talking about your words. No, he's not talking about your spiritual gift. He's talking about your monetary gift. Your finances, what you give to the kingdom, what you sow when he tells you to sow it, it's going to make room for you. And most people interpret this scripture when they think he's talking about their spiritual gift. Nah, he's talking about the spiritual gift. When you look at this word, this Hebrew word, gift, it's referring to your presence. Your presence that you bring. Your presence that you sow. Your presence that you, He's talking about your money. Say neighbor. neighbor. God is talking about your money. He's not talking about your title. He's not talking about your spiritual gifts. He's talking about your money. There are people that have titles that don't give. Bishop, <laughs> apostle, prophet, but you're not a tither and offering giver. I'm trying to understand how did you get to this level and you don't give? I can tell oh, y'all ain't gonna like me today. You self-appointed. You gave yourself a title. You put yourself in a position. Because how is it that you have this big title, but you're a little giver? Amen. Amen. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. And bring you before great or important men. We want to be great. We want to be phenomenal. We want to be all this big stuff. But we don't want to be, become big givers. Notice this. This is how the scripture really should read Proverbs 18, 16. A man's present will broaden or cause expansion or create opportunities for him. Your financial giving to the kingdom will expand your or broaden your borders. It will create opportunities for you. We, we want to be, how many want to be successful? If you didn't raise your hand, come to the altar. <laughs> Because the Bible says that God wants us to have good success. In other words, God wants us to be prosperous and be in the right relationship with him. See, see, I don't want to be successful without God. A lot of folks 
of us are successful, but they don't have good success because they don't have a relationship with God that they should have. Amen. So there's nothing wrong with being successful. And I'm going to show you how to become successful. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to this new living translation. Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. Now watch this. When the Bible talks about doors, when it, when it refers to doors, the Bible says, I've said before you, an open door in Revelation. He's talking about opportunities. So financial giving creates opportunities for you. Not because you can prophesy, not because you can lay hands, not because you can give a word of knowledge. But he's not talking about your spiritual because He's talking about your giving of your finances will create opportunities for you. I know preachers that highly gifted, highly anointed, but they only go so far and so high in their ministry because they are not givers. I'm, I'm going to show you something. It's not about the money. It's about your heart. And what the, the closest thing to your heart is your money. Where your treasure is, there shall your heart be what? There are some people that profess to be Christians that are filthy rich and give God five dollars when they come to church. Give God two dollars. They tip and God. Plenty of money can really advance the kingdom, can really make a difference, but their heart is not right. God ain't gonna like me today. Watch this. Write this down. It is your gift that is the key to your success, not your education. Now, I forgot degrees, but they're not doing the job that they went to school for. So you're not going to be successful just because you're educated. What causes us to become successful in the kingdom, how many want to be successful, is our sowing to the work of ministry. That's what's going to make you successful. We're not against degrees. We're not against you going to school. But don't think you're going to be successful just because you went to school. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Watch this. This scripture in the original Hebrew, you'll find out several things. First of all, you discover that the writer is referring to financial things. In fact, when you look it, look it up, you will find that in the Middle East, say Middle East. Middle East. We just got back from Jerusalem. Three weeks ago, watch this, and I have even did this. You, you know when it talks about how John the Baptist was in the wilderness, eating locusts and wild honey? I thought the locusts being an insect. When we got over to Jerusalem, and our tour guide brought us to a tree that had fruit on it, and she brought this scripture up about John the Baptist eating locusts, she said a locust is a fruit. I thought it was an insect. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm from a Western culture. But from a Hebrewic or a Jewish or Judaism culture, they understand that an insect, I mean, uh, uh, a locust is a fruit. The reason why I'm bringing this up, because you have to look at the word of God from a Hebrewic or Jewish perspective. In order to get the right interpretations of the scripture. That's what the Bible says. Study. Do research. Search the history of a particular text. He says study to show thyself what? Approval. A workman that needs
you what? Shake, rightly divide it. The reason why the Bible tells us to rightly divide, because we can wrongly divide. Amen. And the point I'm bringing out to you today is this scripture talks about your gifts. He's not talking about spiritual gifts. He's talking about your money. Watch this. And the Bible is an Eastern book. It was customary for a man to bring a gift to an individual. In Jesus' day, you could not meet with somebody without bringing a gift to them first. You remember when Jesus was born? The men, the, the, the wise men came to Jesus. What did they come with? A gift. They didn't just come before him. I need to talk to you, man. No, they presented something. And you should never come to church without presenting a gift to the Lord. Not for come to church and intend on giving. And as a matter of fact, you left your wallet at home. You know why? Because you are not a giver. A giver is a purchase that's conscious of giving. Get me holy man. Watch this. It was customary for a man to bring a gift to an individual in order to hear, to be heard by the individual. You had to present a gift before you would even discuss business. You couldn't even discuss business without bringing a gift first. Why is that? People understand this. When you give somebody a gift, you open them up. So you more open when you receive something. Oh, y'all, get this, y'all, get this. I'm going to show you something this morning. Let's go to 1 Kings, chapter 3, verse 3 through 15. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Your, gift your gift or your money, or your money. Will, make room for you. will make room for you. It's, a, it's amazing how people make sacrifices to get their nails done. Get their toes done. Get the leaves. But you don't make sacrifices for God. But you want God to do all this big stuff. But you're not a big giver to God. All right. All right. Y'all ready? Y'all sure? All right. First Kings chapter 3. Start at verse 3. Read. And Solomon loved the Lord. He would? How do we know that Solomon loved God? Because he demonstrated with his what? Actions. Anytime the Bible talks about love, the biblical understanding of love is action. God so loved the world that he what? How do we know that God loved us? Because he what? Read. Walking in the statutes of David, his father. Read. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. The Bible says only he sacrificed or he made sacrifices. What is a sacrifice? A sacrifice is when you do something that stretches you. A sacrifice is when you do something that pulls you out of your comfort zone. Just because you've been in church for years does not mean you are mature. A lot of people, when they come to their giving, they are in they are on an elementary level. But God is calling us to come all the way out in the deep when it comes to giving. Watch this. 
if what you give don't move you, it sure ain't moving God. Why God ain't moving? Because you ain't doing nothing to move him. Someone's been giving a hundred dollars for the last 30 years. And you don't feel that. God wants you to give something that you feel. I, I told you all, and I say this all the time as a testimony, God challenged me to give a certain amount. And when I gave it, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> it's tossing the time. Let me tell you why, because it did something to my heart. It did something to my heart. I couldn't sleep, but I was up, up, up all night. <laughs> Struggling with what I gave. But it was a what? And, and uh, let me let me get this out of the way. What giving does, it opens you up. God cannot pour in you what he want to pour in you because you ain't open enough. Uh-oh. Watch this. Read. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice them. He went to Gibeon to sacrifice them. This word Gibeon, when I looked it up, it's a place where the anointing flows. So he got to a place where he had a different flow when it came to God. Oh my God. God wants to flow or move in your life in a way that he's never moved before. But in order for God to do this, you got to get to a certain level. And when you get to a certain level, God requires you to make some sacrifice. If you're not willing to make the sacrifice, you can't get to that level. In other words, in, in order to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. We want to keep operating on the same level. And if you keep operating on the same level, you're going to keep getting the same results. So if you want something bigger, something greater, you have to do something a little different than what you've been doing. Somebody say amen. Watch this. Read. For that was the great high place. Notice he reached a certain high place. Read. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer up on that altar. Say neighbor. Solomon gave God a thousand dollars offering. I know it says sacrifice or a burnt offering, but I'm translating my translation. A thousand dollars. Watch this. Verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream Notice, the night. after Solomon sowed this particular seed, he had an encounter with God. You know what we need an encounter? We need a face-to-face -face encounter with God. But watch this. You can't get this type of move in your life if you're not willing to make a sacrifice. If you're not willing to do something you never did, you can't get something you never had. So notice, when Solomon gave God this $1,000 offer, God stepped in his dream. And look what he said, read. And God said, what shall, what shall I give thee? In other words, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? Read. And Solomon said, thy hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercies, according as he walked before thee, in truth Read. and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee and thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day Read. and now O Lord my God thou hast made thy servant king instead 
but a little child. Solomon was a little boy. He was not even a grown man, but God put him on the throne. Watch this, read. And I know not how to go out or come he in. He acknowledged the fact, I don't know what I'm doing. How I many, how many folks gonna acknowledge that? You don't know what you're doing good. Is you just right for God to use you in the way he want to what? Use you. Read, watch this. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people. Read. Which thou hast chosen. A great people. What type of people are we? Great people. Read. That cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Watch this. God has given Solomon this huge responsibility. Why did this happen for Solomon? Because Solomon did something that moved God. People want something for nothing. People want this platform, they want this, they want that, but they don't want to give. You ain't finna get nothing. You fooling yourself. Read. Give there thy for thy servant an understanding heart. Read. To judge thy people. Uh-huh. That I may discern between good and bad. Let me say this. If you're gonna be over people in a time of living at night, you're gonna need some wisdom, discernment, and some insight because folks are difficult. I can deal with that a little more. I have never seen so many, so much mental issues in the house of God in my life. And people out here from look perfectly normal. Until you start dealing with them, you realize they need some medicine. You don't know they're looking at them, they look fine. Bill shaped up, three six pack, Bill and all that, but messed up mentally. So if you're going to be over folk, you're going to need some wisdom and some discernment and some understanding in order to deal with folk because folk are difficult. And then throw that out. And this is what the problem is. People sitting in church and they hearing the word, but they're not doing it. So what happens, you damage your conscience when you keep sitting up under the truth and you refuse to do it. I ain't finna love, I ain't finna forgive, I ain't finna give, I'm not finna ride up. You're messing, the devil is taking your mind. God spoke to me this morning. He said, people are wishy-washy. And if you don't have some peace and some sanity, you cannot focus on them. You love them, give them the word, and keep moving. Those that want help, help them. Those that don't want help, don't waste your time. And it's going to take some discernment, wisdom, and understanding to know the difference when you start dealing with people. I know who the hell is not. So God said, don't, don't, don't say that in here. They're going to steal your joy and your peace. Read. 
people. We always talk about they judging me. Are you doing it? I'm just calling a spade. If you're not an alcoholic and I call you an alcoholic, I'm judging you. But if you're an alcoholic and I call you an alcoholic, I'm not judging you. When you stand up before the judge, he makes his decision based on what you have done. If you committed all robbery, it's already a penalty in place for the act that you committed. And the only thing the judge, the judge can do is pass judgment on you. So don't let people talk about you judging. That's just for them, for that's just them saying that to get you off of them. I'm judging you then. Because in this time, we have to distinguish what's real from the fake. Because a lot of people professing to be something that they're not. And they are wolves and she cold. They are pure as angels of light. But inwardly, they are wolves and she cold. And this is what I don't understand about folks. Is this. If I'm saying, and, and I read this on Facebook the other day, I was like, man, are you serious? This guy said that I'm a pastor and I go on a boat and gamble. That's what he said. I'm reading this. And he said, yeah, I gamble. Then he tried to make a negative statement to Chris. Watch this. Why don't you stop being a pastor and just be a gambler? Why you let the devil use your mouth to say you're a pastor? To hinder people. If you want to be a gambler, that's fine. But stop telling people you're a pastor. Why are you putting that in there? Because the devil is using you, man. If you want to be a homeowner, be a homeowner. But stop saying you're a bishop. That's the problem I got. If, if, if he would have said that and then put the pastor part in there, I wouldn't say that. I got to say something. Because I'm a pastor. And I'm not a gambler. Guess what? Watch this. I'm going to just talk to you. 
Because watch this weekend, and I'm not against preaching and rhyming and it got sounding good, but we ain't got no fruit. Folk can preach you under seat, but you still broke, still frustrated, and still defeated. So I'm gonna talk to you. So you can get an understanding, so you can give application to the word of God. I'm not against preaching. Before preaching and dance and cutting the step and the argument. Before leaving out of here and the saying what they what did he preach? I don't know, but I thought he was good. Watch this read. That Solomon had asked this thing, and God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and has not asked for thyself long life. He wasn't selfish. You know, watch it. You know how I know he wasn't selfish? Because he was a giver. If you are not a giving person, which is the nature of God, you are selfish. And one of the things that's killing marriages and churches is selfishness. Have you noticed it's hard to have relationships with folks? Because if somebody's selfish, you're going to have some problems. I ain't giving nothing. I just want to take. I'm a taker. I'm not a giver. I'm a taker. Read. Neither has asked riches for thyself, Read. nor has asked the life of thy enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Read. Behold, I have done according to thy word. Solomon, I'm going to give you what you asked for. Read. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. Read. So that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee, shall any arise like unto thee. Watch this. Solomon given, open up his heart for God to pour to him understanding, wisdom, and discernment. Watch this. We all got some wisdom. We all have some discernment. We all have understanding. But there's another level of wisdom. There's another level of understanding. There's another level of discernment that you can't get until you willing to make some sacrifices. A lot of us on the same. Even naturally speaking, in the educational system, head start, kindergarten, first grade, second, and so on. It's the same way in the spirit realm. There's different levels, and at every level, there is required from you a different sacrifice. So I understand why some people comfortable in the kindergarten. You know why they're comfortable? Because they ain't got to do nothing. But if you go on to the next level, God going to have to open you up. He's going to have to stretch you. He's going to have to do something. Uh, watch this. Even when it comes to love, God going to put some challenges before you. You got to love to another level. You have to forgive on another level. Oh, y'all ain't ready for that. You have to give on another level. What you have to pray on another level. You have to forgive on another level. That's why you under pressure now, because God trying to bring you to another. I ain't gonna forgive you. I can't do this. You know what? You gonna stay where you at? necessary to move past where we at because we don't like pain. Say name up.
Dr. Anthony L. Trice is determined to take the gospel around the world to a people that are hurting mentally, physically, and financially. Your prosperity is in your seat. God has shown him how to be prosperous, successful, and with integrity. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, money answered all things. We would like you to partner with us. Help us spread the word of God. Sign up as a monthly partner today and take advantage of this special offer. For a love token of $30 plus shipping and handling, you will receive this prosperity package, which includes your prosperity is in your seed, a powerful teaching CD, and prosperity oil. All partners will receive a monthly CD, newsletter, and much, much more. For more information, call 314-659-8522 or visit us online at www.anthonytrice.org. You can write to us at 7200 West Forest, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. And we thank you for your support. Hey, that was a powerful, awesome word from the Lord. I would like to thank you for tuning into our television broadcast on today. We, hey man, God is doing some awesome things here in this ministry. Our members are being delivered, they're being healed, they're experiencing financial breakthrough. And I want you to experience that same anointing that's on this ministry in your life by partnering with me here at Anthony Trice Ministry. You can go to my website at anthonytrice.org and become a monthly partner. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. If ever in St. Louis area, Please come visit Covenant for Life Christian Center at 7200 West Florissant, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. Or give us a call at 314-659-8522. For more information on how to get connected, write to us or visit us online at anthonytrice.org. And we thank you for your continued support.